0: Hi, I'm Hannah.
1: Hi, I'm Rochelle, and welcome to Box Box F1 Pod. Today, we're going to be talking about a thrilling film called Days of Thunder, starring Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. Um, but before we get into that,
0: it's time for our digital warm up. Do do do. Lap one. Team shakeups. Big news from Aston Martin. <laughs> They have a new team principal who's replacing Otmar and his name is Mike Crack. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get over that. Hannah loves this name. Uh, It's, you know, like um, when people had landlines back in the day and you would um, prank call them with some (laughs) name, like, hello, who is this? Mike. Mike who? Mike Crack. (laughs) It's one of those names. But um, he's legit, despite his name. (laughs) He was, right before this, he was the BMW head of motorsport, where he oversaw Formula E and GT racing, and he actually has previous F1 experience at Sauber. I think most notably in 2005, he was Felipe Massa's race engineer, and then when Seb Vettel was at Sauber in like 2006, Mike worked with him a little bit and he said that he's really looking forward to being reunited with Seb, which yes, everyone well, loves Seb. Yeah,
1: exactly. But the, the key is knowing whether Seb returns the feelings, you know, if Seb's probably, <laughs> Seb is probably like, who? <laughs>
0: like who? <laughs> Who's this? <laughs> Um, no, but Seb loves everyone too. So, but he did not get quoted. <laughs> 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 but speaking of quotes, I found this to be interesting. Lawrence Stroll said, "We are hiring brilliant new people every week. Our new factory build is coming along very well. We have a fantastic roster of superb sponsor partners." Okay, but then this is the interesting part. He says, we are about to embark on year two of our five-year plan, the objective of which is to win Formula One World Championships. Okay, first of all, Aston Martin winning the World Championship in like four years? Mm -hmm. Like the World Championship? Like number one? I don't know. (laughs) Um,
1: What I appreciate about this is that... Lawrence has given himself five years right to accomplish it it's yeah. not like everyone else who just like rocks and is like
0: I'm gonna win this year it's like no you're not I mean that's like the number one thing in goal setting you need to be concrete because if it's just like I'm gonna do the best that I can you're probably not really gonna get far no
1: and also if you set stupid goals like I'm gonna win now
0: mm, right yeah, I do think it's possible. So this is a stretch goal for him. <laughs> I just 5 years is like relatively short for how much goes into it, but I love that he's making moves. I just Always too. moving, oh. always shaking. <laughs> he's a man with a plan is what
1: Lawrence says. Um I love and Mike that. Crack is step 2 apparently. <laughs> Mike Crack is the key to the 5-year plan. We'll see how he does, because Otmar could have done better, I suppose, yeah. for Lawrence. Oh, always. He wasn't giving yeah. the numbers Lawrence needed.
0: And Otmar was left over. He was just a placeholder until Lawrence could find Mike Craig. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Lawrence does
1: leftovers, you
0: know. No. Okay, uh, the other team that had a bit of a shakeup, which I think you should talk about, is Alpine.
1: Okay, so Alpine, earlier this month, they let their um, principal go, Marcin Bukowski. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Isn't that the last name of the Monsters Inc., dude? (laughs) Mike Bukowski. Oh, no, it's (laughs) Um, Bukowski. Anyway, (laughs) I'm glad they let him go. What a bizarre name. Uh, They have not replaced Mike Wazowski yet.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Okay, (laughs) I'm just going to say this episode is going to be filled with bizarre-ass names. (laughs) It really is, yes. And an uncomfortable amount of Pixar slash Disney
1: references for two adult women, but here we are. (laughs) Okay. Moving on from Mike Wazowski, (laughs) um... Alpine also let uh, Prost go as a team advisor. He was sort of serving the same role as Nikki Lauda at Mercedes but at Alpine and it was announced via the F via F1 and Alan Prost was not happy with this. Um, for those of you who don't remember, Prost won four world championships back in the day. He's a little old now, but
0: yeah, I'm shocked that he took it to Instagram. I know how, how hip of him.
1: <laughs> I know I'm impressed. His caption was, I am very disappointed how this news has been announced today. It was agreed that we would announce together with Alpine F1 team. No respect. Sorry. I have refused the offer made to me in Abu Dhabi for the 2022 season because of a personal relationship, and I was right. To the Enstone and Viri team, I will miss you.
0: Okay. So, like, it was hip that he took it to Instagram, but his caption is very old man. Yes, (laughs) it's kind of <laughs> incoherent but you get it well he's also french
1: well yeah but it's like, a second language
0: you know no it's like <laughs> it's bizarre it is
1: bizarre he did manage to tag alpine which i'm impressed with good job yeah but yeah it doesn't make any sense i mean it makes sense but
0: like like just for example i have refused the offer made to me in abu Dobby. like what is he talking about he was offered to stay on in Abu
1: Dhabi. Like at the end of the season, they're like, Will you stay on? And he said no. Because he okay, had other what, stuff. because of
0: a personal relationship. <laughs> yeah, this all sounds like a language you know barrier I mean? rather than an old man. I don't know. It also it just doesn't provide enough context. It's like we're supposed to know this.
1: Yeah, okay, but yeah. So I guess we're reading between the lines now. And yeah. when he says, and I was right, it sounds like <laughs> it was a personal relationship within the team. Mm-hmm. That he didn't agree with, that feels like he did the right decision because now they shat on him.
0: No one really cares about no. no. I mean, um, i I do respect them, obviously, from the season they just had. But, but I don't that was give a people, shit.
1: People were confused. <laughs> people were confused because Mike Wazowski was did a good job this year.
0: He did. Wait, a- why are they, why did they let go of people when they just had, like, their best season yet? The best season they've po- ever, like,
1: from Renault times.
0: This makes no sense. Why did no. they let go of the Monsters, Inc. guy and Alan Prost?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it looks like Alan left on his own accord. I did think it was weird. A lot of the comments were like, Here comes Fernando, like, Fernando's master plan. Um, And I don't really know what Fernando has to do with the situation. Hmm. Apparently, he's, like, he has an attitude, or he's been known to have an attitude. Like, remember at the beginning of Drive to Survive,
0: he looked like he was, like, a dictator in the McLaren room? Well, he was formerly the king of Spain, after all. (laughs) (laughs) He has a bit of an ego. Yes.
1: You know how when Cersei is no longer queen, uh, no longer queen, she has like like three seasons issues of like letting it go. And like everyone's like, you're not queen anymore. Yep. That's
0: Fernando. Washed up royalty. He's the worst. (laughs) Maybe reading between the lines further, the personal relationship that Alan Pross had an issue with maybe was Fernando's attitude. Ooh. I mean, I don't know, though, because there's no context. But (laughs) maybe Drive to Survive will do one episode on Alpine. Yeah, I mean, they should be one. Yeah, Yeah, for uh, Esteban, at least.
1: Yeah, and Fernando got a P2 for the first time in, like, a decade. All right.
0: Lap two, training.
1: They only had two weeks off, really. Um, And now they're back into it. Um, They've all been posting um, their uh, training content. The one of the funniest ones recently was Lando posted a story of him lifting weights and then the person filming panned to his friends sitting at the counter like shoveling pancakes down their throats like right in front of him. I don't know if that's motivational
0: or what was the point. Like I love that he's on this like UAE like friends trip.
1: Yeah, but he did say in an interview that he was spending time with his family because he hasn't seen them all year.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen his mother. No, and now we know what his mom looks like, so we'd be able to spot her. (laughs) Yes, but I guess she just doesn't make the social media rounds for I don't
1: think she's there. That does not seem like something she'd want to be a a part of.
0: No. She has, like, art to pick out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's a busy gal. (laughs) Yeah. Next is Carlos, who... We grieve for him because he's back on his fla- bland food journey. Posted some gross looking salmon or chick I don't even know what it was. It was a gray mass.
0: <laughs> with like sad zucchini. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so
1: poor, sad. poor Carlos. Um, and he also was running on a treadmill with like, I don't know what that, some sort of mask, like a, like a full on mask like a ventilation one and then wires to his chest up there he's training hard harder than lando <laughs> for sure he also posted a story asking people to ask him questions about his training regime
0: and he hasn't answered any of them so <laughs> he's just like i wonder what people want to know <laughs> and i'll just lie. i'll just file that away <laughs> uh yep <laughs>
1: Max was also posted a photo of him running along the coastline of Monaco. And I've got to say, he's the most unathletic looking person I've ever seen.
0: I know what you mean, because it's not like he's not fit. I feel like part of it is posture in his photos. He doesn't puff out his chest, and he's not shirtless either. He's just wearing, like, not, like, the cutest athletic clothes. No, he's a normal guy. Yeah, he just looks like your normal mid-twenties trying to get in shape guy. Even though he's a world-class athlete. (laughs) He's a world
1: champ now. (laughs) This reminds me, um, an Instagram account called High Snob Society, when Max won, they posted um, a side-by-side comparison of Lewis Hamilton's outfits with Max Verstappen's outfits, but Max was wearing the same shorts and uh, Puma red bull shirt in every single photo just in different <laughs> scenarios yeah. and it was all of lewis hamilton's like wild outfits and they're like wow who dresses better hmm and what, why'd you pick a guy who like is not even trying?
0: yeah no max isn't trying to get into fashion at all probably cares the least about clothes but they're basically <laughs> lewis and max are like the opposite in many they respects promise.
1: I think Max is, like, the annoying one. You know, like, you know, like, how there were people in class, like, that were really smart and just, like, naturally did everything perfectly? Yeah, and but it was, didn't try. Yeah, and it was way more annoying than the people who, like, tried, <laughs> put an effort. They're both annoying to me. Oh, they're both 100% annoying. <laughs> like, but I can see how Max would be annoying to the other drivers. Like, you don't even have calf muscles, bro.
0: Yeah. Especially to Carlos, who is funneling <laughs> bland chicken down his throat. <laughs> While Max is, like, chillin'.
1: <laughs> I bet Max wasn't even on a run. He probably just posed for that photo and then my home.
0: Yes. Okay, but someone who's doing some intense actual training is Charles.
1: Yeah, what the hell?
0: He's scaling a snowy mountain. Yes. I'm not sure that's necessary.
1: No, it's not. The one I feel the most bad for is the camera crew that's apparently with him. Scaling the same mountain with equipment.
0: Yeah, someone's photographing
1: I, him do this,
0: like really I'm hoping. I'm stuff. hoping their camera just has really good zoom. <laughs> They're just and they well. didn't really have to, but he said, "Last days of training here before getting back to Maranello next week to prepare the 2022 season."
1: Yeah. By the way, he's not in Maranello. He's at Paris Fashion Week.
0: Yeah, pit stop. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's what they're up to. And that concludes our digital (laughs) warm-up. Okay, on to Days of Thunder, which apparently is like the NASCAR movie. There have been other NASCAR movies that are probably like more realistic or legit, but in terms of like a Hollywood like big star power film, this is like the NASCAR movie, you know? Yeah, but also, were they Hollywood, like, star power yet? Okay, so this was released in 1990, and it starred Tom Cruise, first and foremost. And he did have star power because he was just in Top Gun, okay, Color so of Money. What's yeah. the one where he slides, um, with
1: the prost- where he slides across the floor? Take those old records off, you know, the shelf. And then he's in the dress shirt, and he's, like, singing alone at home. And then there's a prostitute.
0: Uh, I feel like I know, but it's really not coming to me. But like most, like relevant to this film was Top Gun yeah. because yeah, this was basically trying to remake Top Gun but with cars, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
0: they kind of failed.
1: They <laughs> really failed. Respect. Oh, he was also yeah. in Rain Man already, and yeah, Ricky yeah, business, business
0: is Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had like huge films at this point um, and was very much on the rise and. He handpicked Nicole Kidman because she wasn't as big yet. And so in the 80s, she did like two big like Australian films, which mm-hmm. he saw and was like, I need this woman. Were they, wait, so
1: were they dating already?
0: No, they met no. on the
1: film. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But he like really, really liked her when he saw his her previous movies. And so he handpicked her and this was her first American film. Wow. And yeah, their first movie together, they went on to do two more movies together, but this was the first time they like met and starred together. And they
1: literally got married that year.
0: Like yeah, they got married like 6 months later, which is inadvisable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they lasted a bit of time. They lasted 11 years.
0: I hope that was Fine, but I know towards the end, he got into crazy Scientology shit. (laughs) There were also rumors, no one knows why they broke up, because
1: she, there were also rumors that she cheated on him with Jude Law, which, Hmm. personally, I think, fair
0: enough. Fair enough. (laughs) Um, But also, before he handpicked her, they apparently wanted to cast other women to be the lead with him, and... Among the people who turned down the offers were Sarah Jessica Parker, <laughs> we, <laughs> which I feel like would have been nuts if she was a brain surgeon. <laughs> you know you don't buy Sarah Jessica Parker as a brain surgeon? No. Um, <laughs> also not in a NASCAR movie.
1: Yeah, No. Um well it was weird that he said Sarah Jessica Parker cuz we I just right after I watched um Stepford Wives where Nicole Kidman is with Matthew Broderick yeah
0: mm-hmm. which is
1: which was also bizarre. I don't know why she keeps getting such short small husbands, but he's married to Sarah Jessica Parker, so that was just weird.
0: Well, okay, so on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has a 38% critic score, which is quite low. But 60% audience score which is just slightly above average. <laughs> and what you'd expect from an NASCAR film. <laughs> yeah. Okay, to quickly go over the plot, spoiler alert. Cole Trickle, who is played by Tom Cruise, won world championships in open wheel racing, but he was fired for some reason.
1: Just to be clear, is open wheel racing, does he, is that IndyCars? Was he at, in, in
0: IndyCars? cars? I, okay. I don't know. I kind of also assume IndyCar. And then I'm pretty sure when the film opened and he was like introducing himself, they said he won. Oh. I think.
1: Oh, well, he was. if he won, then they'd want him more, wouldn't they?
0: Yeah. I except, don't think he won. Well, he won, but he didn't know shit about NASCAR. That, I think that was why they were like hesitant. Right. But I don't know. In any case, yeah, the main point is that he didn't know anything about NASCAR, but this Chevrolet dealer wanted to recruit him to be a driver. Oh, sorry. Okay, so he'd won
1: he'd won a champion championships with world of outlaws, but not world championships. So he'd won championships. It was just called world of outlaws. Oh, but it
0: wasn't. You're right. If he was truly a world champion, that would be
1: yeah, because they take they, they
0: take F1 drivers into stock car racing, don't they? Also, World of Outlaws? I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> sounds fake and sounds super <laughs> sketchy. Okay, so the Chevrolet dealer brings Harry Hodge, who's played by Robert Duvall. Um, he brings him back to NASCAR to be Cole's crew chief and to build him a Chevy Lumina car. Just bizarre that this man can build a car and lead.
1: (laughs) And and Harry Hodge was, like, retired because his driver had died the previous year.
0: And so Cole gets out on the track under Harry's guidance, and he starts doing well in races and develops a really intense rivalry with Rowdy Burns. (laughs) The names in this movie, yeah, are stupid.
1: Um. (laughs) And then at the Firecracker 400 at Daytona, both drivers have a massive, massive crash and are seriously injured, end up in the same hospital with the same doctor. Cole develops a romantic relationship with his neurosurgeon named Claire, played by Nicole Kidman. Through their recoveries, they kind of become friends. The NASCAR sort of intervenes into their relationship and tries to make them bend fences, which kind of works actually. But Rowdy ends up needing brain surgery because he, um, it has a name, whatever he had that, but he like wouldn't go to the hospital. Cause he's like, I'm only going when I'm dead. Um,
0: <laughs> really defeats the point of a hospital.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, he, he goes to the hospital. He competes. Uh, he gets surgery, but asks Cole to compete in his car at the Daytona 500, and he wins.
0: (laughs) It was a pretty dramatic race, but yeah, happy ending for all.
1: Yes. Um, There was a lot of drama. There was drama in the relationships. There was drama on the
0: racetrack. There was racing off the racetrack. There was racing in wheelchairs. (laughs) Also, this is the plot of the Pixar movie Cars. (laughs) Hot shot rookie needs to be humbled and actually learn about racing. And so the wise old sage comes out of retirement to teach him <laughs> some tips and tricks. And then there's a fierce rivalry but they become friends and the protagonist wins and everyone's happy.
1: Yep. How do they come up with the How do, do you think cars just
0: watch days of thunder? Yes, I really do, <laughs> but made it kid friendly. Yeah. Oh, and of course, there's a romantic interest that fuels the main character, which in Cars was Sally the Porsche, and in Days of Thunder, yeah, she's smart, just like Nicole Kidman, who's a brain surgeon.
1: Yeah, the most unrealistic part of this is that all these genius women are hanging out with these idiots. Not that all race car drivers are idiots, but these particular ones are.
0: Yes. Into the characters, so Cole Trickle is the main character, and he was named after an actual American racing driver named Dick Trickle. Okay, would you rather be named Dick Trickle or Mike Crack? (laughs) (laughs) Mike Crack. I agree. But you know what? Dick Trickle could have gone by Richard, but he's actively chose to go by Dick Trickle. Sounds like his dick is trickling. It sounds like a medical condition. (laughs) It's not good. (laughs) I feel bad for Mike Crack because actually, he could go by Michael Crack. Why are these men doing this to themselves?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like he's talking about his butt, but has a (laughs) stutter. Mike Crack.
0: (laughs) Oh my God idiots okay so cole trickle has a very very tom cruise entrance in this movie he rides in on a badass motorcycle there's wind blowing his thick hair he has dark sunglasses on there's smoke behind him and he's extremely cocky (laughs) he's basically
1: just being himself right He's just playing Tom
0: Cruise. Yeah, he's just so dramatic and over the top and thinks he's the shit. And one of the most unrealistic things about this movie is they ask him about his NASCAR experience and he's like, never drove in NASCAR, but I watched ESPN and then he drives like the fastest lap ever. And it's like, I don't think that's how that works. He also I'm sorry, he also said ESPN has excellent coverage.
1: <laughs> which made it funnier. He, he,
0: it, yeah, I'm like, how much should ESPN pay for that to be dropped? <laughs> He's like, they have excellent coverage. You'd be surprised how much you could pick up on there. <laughs> like, I don't think that character would say that. <laughs> no,
1: but also it did improve my, mo- I mean, it proved something, I guess, that like he could drive a lap fast,
0: but like, it, yeah, it showed he had a natural gift that needed to be honed. Yes. So Harry Hodge becomes his crew chief. And on that first lap he does, he tries to give Cole technical advice and Cole doesn't listen. And during that lap, Cole on the radio is like, I'm dropping the hammer. And Harry says, no, you're not. And then Cole drops the hammer and goes super fast, which really just reminded me of Lightning McQueen. Except <laughs> so Lightning McQueen ended up in a ditch,
1: which would have been a really great lesson for Tom. I guess that came later, but... Yeah. What The other thing that was important was that... Harry continued to give Cole this technical advice as they started racing and Cole kept ignoring him. And then finally the team owner was like, y'all need to figure this shit out because you're not listening to each other. You're not communicating. So they go and have a beer as NASCAR men do. And (laughs) he's like, you got to listen to me on the radio. And then Cole's like, I actually have no idea what you're saying on the radio. (laughs) Like what's a tire? I don't know. (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, Harry Hodge is basically Doc Hudson because he has a wealth of knowledge, but this young man doesn't know shit.
1: Yeah, I kind of saw ourselves in Cole, but we picked up on it much faster. We also like Googled it when we didn't know something, whereas Cole actively drove in multiple NASCAR races not knowing
0: anything. But he ultimately does give in and trust Harry. But yeah, I like when Harry had to build the car for Cole. He was speaking to the empty chassis.
1: Uh, he literally—he It's like he was in cars and thought that they were about to talk. Or her be fully loaded where the car was alive.
0: Yes. Okay, don't you think this sounds a little sexual he goes i'm gonna give you an engine low to the ground i'm gonna shave half an inch off you and shape you like a bullet i'll get your prime painted and weighed and you'll be ready to go out on that racetrack hear me you're gonna be perfect
1: (laughs) (laughs) when you say it in that sultry tone i
0: was
1: just like what
0: is happening but he did make a perfect car he also did it alone (laughs) He knows a thing or two, and like the most true statement Harry made in this movie is when he said, tires is what wins the race. And they do. <laughs> they really do.
1: <laughs> the most crazy part where was during one of the race the first race he won, they did a pit stop, and he gave him like a weird, like he told him to go around the outside on a turn where he's supposed to go around the inside. And he told Tom Cruise that it was okay because he put really special tires with special ridges on them that would, like, make it possible. And it was just a lie. Like, a full yeah. lie. And Tom Cruise didn't even notice. He was like, hey, okay <laughs> he But just, then, like,
0: yeah. But then Tom won the race, and then afterwards, Harry told him... That it was like fake. And then Tom got really mad for some reason.
1: Also, it was on the news. Like they were being interviewed and he said, I had special <laughs> tires. And I was like, what?
0: <laughs> okay, let's talk about Nicole Kidman, okay. who is Dr. Claire Luiki. And I just have to say, you know, this was Nicole Kidman's first American movie. Mm-hmm. Clearly, she was fresh off the boat because her Australian accent is just there in the movie. And no one addresses it.
1: Well, I, I don't think it's that weird that she's Australian. And it also
0: would explain why she doesn't give a shit about NASCAR. I just think it's weird that no one addresses it. Like, oh, no one asks, like, when she's in America? Yeah.
1: She <laughs> works at no Daytona
0: one, Hospital. <laughs> yeah, like, and no one's gonna say anything. I actually liked her accent in this movie, and like, my favorite. Australian-accented line is when Tom Cruise is driving like a maniac at the airport racing a taxi, and she screams, Stop the car! car!" So you like the
1: word car in an Australian accent.
0: Yeah, it kind of sounds like a Bostonian accent as well. Well,
1: Daniel says car a lot.
0: I feel like Daniel would love this movie.
1: I wonder if he's seen it.
0: He must have yeah, he likes NASCAR and yeah. Nicole Kidman, I assume.
1: He has to. I love her hair, not
0: Australia, but yes. I her. So and her I also, natural. in this is movie. she
1: Australian? Because yeah. she reflects I know she's like by nationality Australian, but she like reflects the sun.
0: Oh, I know. That was another weird thing. In this movie, she was extra pale. She was all. She's always. She's always pale, but she's like really pale. That's what I mean. She was extra. Anyway, her hair's beautiful. She's pretty. She's and, in love. Well, not at first. Well, no, in real life, I meant. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. She's in love IRL with yeah. Tom, but in the movie, Cole falls in love immediately with his doctor and pursues her relentlessly. But then she plays hard to get, but obviously finds him incredibly charming and fun. And so then they get all romantic. One of the scenes that I liked was they were in the hotel room. And Cole teaches Claire what drafting is by using sweet and low packets on her legs. Like showing that the car has to go super close behind and then like overtake and all that. And it's very... <laughs> Intimate, and then like he shows the sweet and low packet drafting, and he's like straight to victory lane, and like goes all the way up her leg, and I'm just like, oh. The funniest part was he's like, I do this with Harry all the time, (laughs) and she's like, so you do this with Harry? (laughs) (laughs) But I think one of Claire's primary functions in this movie is to kind of get into Cole's psyche. I mean, a bit. And she's like, tell me what you like about racing. And he's like, speed. To know that I can control something that's out of control.
1: Yeah, it's like they took the, uh, I feel the need, the need yeah. to speed. And we're like, how do
0: we thesaurus this? It did it work as well? No, it did not. Um, and it, that line really comes back to bite him. Because, <laughs> oh my god, they're at the airport, the two of them. Like, she's in the passenger seat. And this <laughs> aggressive ass taxi bumps into Tom's road car because he's pissed that Tom isn't going. And then Tom aggressively reverses into the taxi at the airport. And then they just start racing in the airport parking lot. And that's when Nicole Kidman is screaming, stop the car and freaking out, basically tries to jump out of the car, which is even more dangerous. And then she Before you you give her
1: spiel for a second, I'm just wondering like, of course, if you bump into a race car driver and like challenge him to a race, he's going to race you. But why the hell is a taxi driver bumping (laughs) into random
0: cars and challenging (laughs) them to race it? That's what I want. Like, that's so aggressive to bump into a car.
1: Yeah. Nicole needs to give him the talk. He needs to hear this. This is wild in like real life to do this.
0: Anyway. Yeah. Do her um, Okay, yeah. So Nicole Kidman gives the best speech in this whole movie to Tom after he nearly kills both of them because of, of a taxi. <laughs> she says... Control is an illusion, you infantile egomaniac. Nobody knows what's going to happen next. Not on a freeway, not in an airplane, not inside of our own bodies, and certainly not on a racetrack with 40 other infantile egomaniacs. Go off. Go queen. (laughs) That kind of sticks with him. Yeah, I don't know
1: (laughs) if it was a speech or her walking off, but he gets his shit together. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it's also important to know he was just fired. Yeah. So, okay, so he was fired because... When he was in the hospital, he obviously had a replacement driver, and then the replacement driver got a second car, and the second driver was really good. Tom was still recovering, blah, 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 blah. And the second driver won after blocking Tom's exit from the pit lane for like a really long time, and then he won. And Tom Cruise got so mad. The race is over. He pits, asks his team to change his tires. He goes back onto the track and rams into the winning car on his victory lap.
0: So rude.
1: And he gets fired because he destroyed both cars for the team. Um, and for some reason, Nicole didn't feel the need to give him the speech then.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like she was really fueled by her personal safety. <laughs> <That's danger. true. laughs> she, yeah, but I do agree that probably got something brewing in her, but she was able to hold it in. And then, to be fair, racing a taxi at the airport is. Infinitely crazier than ramming a NASCAR. Yeah, but they're both insane.
1: All, all of, all of it was wild and yes,
0: incredibly (laughs) unnecessary. But yeah, so she's over it for a bit. But since he gets his shit together and um, drives Rusty, what's his name?
1: Yeah, so the real one of the main reasons was that Nicole wanted him to convince. Rusty was it rusty?
0: Rowdy, rowdy rowdy
1: rowdy rowdy rusty <laughs> whatever his name is um um he obviously had a hemorrhage he had a hemorrhage in his brain and she yeah. and she wanted him to come in for a surgery obviously because his brain is bleeding um and he's like nah <laughs> and so she's trying to convince tom to go see him but tom obviously doesn't want to go see him because he's a race car driver why would he want to go see what could happen to him um and then after that speech he gets inspired to go and save his friend. Yep. So he goes visit him and the guy's like, I've driven with broken legs. Um I've driven with my eyes popping out of their sockets. <laughs> This'll go away too. And he's like, I don't think your bla- brain bleeds going
0: away, dude. Oh
1: yeah, he said that they could go and fix it or he'll fix it with a baseball bat and then
0: apparently that worked. <laughs> this movie's violent.
1: Yes it is. Rusty gets the brain surgery, but asks for one last favor of Rusty. I mean, of Dick. Cole. Of Cole. (laughs) (laughs) To drive his car so that he could take care of his family, which is a sweet
0: one. Yeah. Yep. And wins the race. Oh, but yeah, Nicole Kidman's character comes back to watch the final race. (laughs) There's really no, like, come to Jesus moment. She's just like, whatever.
1: The thing that I think that hurt me the most was she was wearing a beautiful all-white suit. Oh, my God. And then... (laughs) He made out with her and she sat on the car and she was covered in suit. Her suit was covered in suit.
0: Good one. Um, Also, like when he wins the race, like obviously all the men, like the crew chief and- crew and everything they jump like the little barrier you know Mm -hmm. on the racetrack so they can like run on the track and like cheer him and she in her all white suit also jumps the barrier (laughs) and I was like girl your suit is not (laughs) meant for this I will say the one benefit of being a
1: NASCAR wag over being an F1 wag is that they have an open helmet
0: yeah you can make out yeah,
1: that you can make out, whereas Kelly's literally kissing Max's helmet.
0: Yep. Other random observations. Cole is sponsored by Mellow Yellow, which is Coca-Cola's version of Pepsi's Mountain Dew. Is that a real drink? Yes, but I've seriously never seen it. Me neither. And I was on the Wikipedia page to like see like, was it discontinued or something? Mm-hmm. Okay, first of all, there's really not that much on the wiki page, but to my knowledge, it's not really discontinued. I just don't understand. I didn't get to do further research, but I'm, like, literally never seen it, like, on a menu, gas station. The one thing on the Wikipedia page is that it was withdrawn from being sold in Australia. (laughs) I don't know why, though. (laughs) Specific, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyways, that's his sponsor for some reason. <laughs> um, also, fun fact John C. Riley, who was Cal Naughton Jr. in Talladega Nights, was also in this movie as Buck Brotherton. <laughs> his dad
1: is actually one that died,
0: yeah. See? Buddy Brotherton was his dad.
1: I have to say, um, that John C. Riley was not ugly.
0: No. In his youth. He was cute. I just love that he was in like the top two NASCAR movies.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He must really like NASCAR like a lot.
0: He really fits in though, you know? Yeah. Okay. Some highlight scenes.
1: Yeah. I think my personal, one of my favorite moments was that NASCAR execs got involved in Cole and Rowdy's like injuries when they were in the hospital. Like they showed up to the meeting with the doctors where they like reviewed their x-rays and were trying to see if they were fit to drive. The t- Nicole gives like a very like I don't know I thought it was pretty understandable what she was saying but I guess she used some medical language and he was like in English doc did they <laughs> mess up their squash or not <laughs> and when she was like they they'll be fine but they can't drive for another few weeks um, because it's very dangerous and he goes that's a philosophical opinion and we're looking for a medical one
0: they just came off as the biggest idiots. <laughs>
1: so dumb i'm pretty sure they showed up to that hospital meeting with like red solo cups
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) they were acting super fratty yeah it was so bad okay weirdly in the middle of this movie before this accident happened they got a hooker or stripper like to dress up as a cop and pull cole over and like act really serious like a cop but then she ended up taking off her shirt and touching his dick and making out with him. And so when he was all messed up from the accident and Nicole Kidman introduces herself as his neurosurgeon and is like getting close to him to like check out his like eyes and all that, like doing doctor things. He's like, is this what you want? And puts her hand on his dick and all the guys are cracking up because they're like, they know he obviously thinks she's a hooker. And she's just like, that's not my specialty. (laughs) (laughs) I do brains, sir. (laughs) Yeah, but it was super fratty. They were just like laughing their ass off. And then, yeah, disregarding all of her medical opinions. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, Harry
1: went and explained to her and apologized for his behavior. But what I was concerned about is that Tom Cruise didn't apologize for his behavior. Okay, to
0: be fair to Tom Cruise, he had a concussion. (laughs) (laughs) but he clearly remembered because she's like i heard she thought it was a highway patrol officer he's like "Uh yeah (laughs) you're right he recovered obviously and still had no regrets
1: (laughs) (laughs) um anyway that was bizarre um (laughs) so they were very rude to nicole didn't really listen to her but eventually they're like leave the room we need to chat to these two monkeys um and then the head of nascar was like setting an ultimatum
0: and (laughs) Gave a really weird analogy to lettuce. (laughs) (laughs) But he called it a Japanese inspection, which made no sense to me. Is it called a Japanese inspection? Okay, he said, have you ever heard of a Japanese inspection? It's when they just don't know what to do with something like lettuce. (laughs) And so they just let it sit there. But obviously, (laughs) lettuce is perishable. And so are you. (laughs) I was like, what does it have to do with the Japanese inspecting produce? (laughs) (sighs) It was so weird. But his whole point is they're disposable and they need to get their shit together or they're both out.
1: Yes. And so he gives them one car, a really shitty car. Like, they could have died in that car. (laughs) They could have. And he's like, y'all have to drive to dinner together, and then we'll all eat together, and that will be that. What is it with race car drivers solving everything with dinner?
0: I mean, as gentlemen, I guess that's where (laughs) civility thrives.
1: Speaking of civility, um, (laughs) Tom Cruise and Rowdy decide to uh, make a pit stop at a rental car. Place, pick up a second car and race to dinner, destroying both cars in the process, but it mended their friendship. So,
0: what the hell? (laughs) Okay, because yeah, when they got one car to drive to dinner, which was literally their only task, Rowdy's (laughs) like, we're obviously not driving together. And then they, and then Tom's like obviously not. <laughs> and then they, they go to the beach though. I don't know why they decided to go to the beach, but yeah, they drive road cars like they're nascars and bump into each other. And it's a rental. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so they sit down at dinner and they're super happy and the guys like you're late and they're he's like why were you late? And they're like uh car trouble. <laughs> And
0: he's like, like "What Why the car, the car trouble?" <laughs> trouble?
1: <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he's at the first. They don't know anything about cars. He's like, "Uh, transmission." <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're both clueless, <laughs>
1: uh, but they smiled at each other, and everyone was happy. And personally, I think Michael Massey should consider this.
0: Yeah, if Lewis and Max are not getting along. Mm-hmm. He should give them yeah. one shitty car to drive to dinner and meet with him. Although I feel like someone else needs to be there. It can't just be the three of them.
1: Oh no, obviously the owners were there, so Toto and Christian are gonna be there too. And you both we but we all know that it'll get resolved with Toto and Christian there.
0: Yes, because Toto and Christian also love each other so much. And love going to dinner <laughs> together. together
1: that was it really
0: yep so did you like it <laughs> not really would was- you recommend it no i think if
1: you're looking for a more rom com race car movie this works
0: yeah this is not really a sports film no it's actually just a tom cruise movie <laughs> yeah. did he do his own stunts do you think Okay, so I actually did look this up. He really, really, really wanted to. They didn't let him. Well, I mean, he was precious cargo at that time. He was a rising star. So I think he was able to do a few, but no, like they couldn't risk it. He was the only thing making this, this movie. This is why he started
1: producing his own movies so he could do his own stunts. He does all his own stunts in Mission Impossible and stuff. Yeah. Like, I was watching one of those videos where it was like Google searches about cron- uh, about celebrities, and it was like, Can Tom Cruise fly a helicopter? Yes. Can F- Tom Cruise fly a plane? Yes. Can Tom Cruise do this? Can Tom? And it was yes to everything. <laughs> Quick throwback to when um, Lewis won Silverstone, and <laughs> Tom Cruise and his oh, dad yeah. were standing next to each other, and he hugged Tom Cruise first.
0: Oh my God, I hope Tom uh, makes an appearance this season. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope he does a fast lap. Oh my god, that would be amazing. He'd
1: be really good at it, I think. He's the right well,
0: size. He is. He would fit right in. Apparently, though, the way this movie kind of came about was Tom was with uh, Paul Newman. Mm-hmm. And they and he did do a- Tom did a hot lap. I don't remember Paul where Newman? exactly. The actor? Um, yeah. Oh. I mean, I guess they're friends. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, Paul Newman. Yeah, no, I know, but this was in the eighties. Yeah,
1: but I thought he was like way older than Tom Cruise. Hold on, Tom Cruise,
0: Paul Newman. Newman was born in nineteen twenty-five. No, Rick Hendrick invited Paul Newman and Tom Cruise to make hot laps at Daytona in January nineteen eighty-six, giving Cruise the inspiration for Days of Thunder.
1: They were in a movie together. They were in a movie called The Color of Money.
0: Yeah, exactly. So they were friends. And then whatever, they both got invited and Tom did a hot lap. And then Tom was like, let's do this as a movie. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> Maybe Tom Cruise will be in the Brad Pitt F1 movie. He really needs to be. and yes. But who should he be?
1: Hmm.
0: Obviously, he doesn't look like Christian Horner, but he embodies his energy.
1: Yeah, he'd be a good Christian Horner. If
0: only they looked alike. And he's short too.
1: Yeah, he'd be a good Christian. Or but even a Max. Anyone who's like a crazy person <laughs> sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he. No one really looks like Tom Cruise in F1 though. No. Oh my God, but Nicole Kidman could be Jerry. Jerry Hallwell. Oh, yes. Yeah. File. I meant Ginger Spice. <laughs> I forgot we never like, called her her full name. Wouldn't that be perfect if Tom Cruise could yeah. somehow play Christian Horner and Nicole Kidman could be Ginger Spice? Yes, that. would But great. never, never gonna happen. No, they hate she Robert. hates him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom
1: Cruise doesn't have a lot of um, ex-wives that like him. Can't blame him. Nope. <laughs> anyway, that's I guess all. that's it. Yeah. Let us know if you watched Days of Thunder and what you thought. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. So look out on social for what we're going to be reviewing next. It'll either be a, bo- bo- book, a, bo- <laughs> <laughs> a book or a movie. <laughs> um, yeah, Fox, Fox. Fox, Fox.